podcast, Johnson. It's every other Monday's main event. I've been recording for nearly four minutes and you weren't here. What the fuck? Hi, it's every other Monday's main event. What's that? Don't tell nobody. Mike and I here. I'm Bill. That's Mike. Hey. We're going to talk about, we got two, uh, I'd say, pretty uh, brutal matches this time. Yeah, well, tell, uh, tell everybody how this was oh, picked. That's right. This is our uh, first birthday show, first anniversary. And I tried to throw some ideas, and you had uh, a response of a much better idea that we each chose a match that happened on our birthday. It didn't matter the year, just it fell on our birthdays. So we did that. Uh, and in the process, we ended up both choosing matches that were um, rough yeah. I think pretty hard hitting more so than the usual stuff, the uh, weapons and, and screams of pain and whatnot and weird expressions. Welts. Welts yes. Blood. blood, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so that's how that came about. So uh, yeah, we're, we're one year old. We're uh, still in our short pants. We're in shit in our pants and wearing diapers, yeah. but we'll get there. Comfy diapers though. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday. Have some cake. Oh yeah. Your match choice, Mike, we're going to do first. And what yeah. was that? Well, what my match, match. So I was born. Uh, oh. there's, there's, there's a year known as 1986. That's when I was born. But specifically on the day, September 13th, what they call a Virgo. And uh, when I looked at all the matches that had happened on September 13th, there was not much good. Um, you know, every day of every year, there's a Raw or a SmackDown attached to it. And there's some pretty rough episodes of that um so i decided to go with a pay-per-view uh which was breaking point 2009 which is a very uh rough period of time for wwe as well it is not uh, just as far as just being good uh that was like there was a real dip during that period where it was pretty boring uh there wasn't a lot of excellent stuff happening besides the, the only really good stuff usually involved people that you know, we're around in the 90s or even the 80s. But, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people like to joke that during this time, there was a lot of John Cena and Randy Orton matches. Uh, but that's not to say they weren't without their chemistry, certainly. Uh, and this match was their I Quit match for the WWE title. Randy came in as a champion into this match. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was just a really, really nasty I Quit match. Randy was in the legacy at the time, leading a stable of second or third generation superstars like Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. and Sim Snuka and Manu. Um, it, it was just, uh, you know, it, it, so he was, he had a lot of help. Um, but Did they have, they didn't have a fourth generation who was like a newborn. They would... Well, they were going to, but Snitsky had punted it out of the ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Randy was barred from having any outside help in this match. He would automatically lose. You'd be forfeiting the title. I'm assuming so, that there was a lot of past interference and shenanigans. Yeah, he was using those little boys to his advantage, certainly. Okay, okay. That's what the Viper did. This was also peak psychopath Randy Orton. This was uh, just a couple months after his brutal feud with uh, Triple H that 
uh, ended in a dud of a match, but the feud itself was awesome with uh, between the two of them. Bill, did you ever see the GIF? Because uh, I've seen it in a lot of places. With Randy Orton kissing Stephanie McMahon. Uh, no. During this uh, Triple H feud, uh, he RKO's Stephanie McMahon, and she's unconscious on the ground, and he kisses her. And as he lifts his head off of her, there's a huge trail of spit leading from his mouth. There's, and it's fucking disgusting because mm-hmm. Randy Orton's gross. He makes out with his wife on Instagram a lot. Um, but anyway, out of this match, um, you know, yeah. So Randy was like peak psycho Randy at this point. He was bald, shaved clean. Uh, so he comes out. John comes out. This is also when everybody was really mean to John Cena. Everybody yeah, booed him. Yeah, and I was among the people. I was booing John Cena at the time, and uh, I regret it. I didn't know what I had with John. He was wonderful, and it still is. He messed up. Yeah. Uh, interesting to note, too, that at this point in the match, uh, well, you know, the very beginning of the match, um, uh, Michael Cole points out that they are both five-time world champions. Because uh, if you fast forward to 2021, Randy is now a 14-time world champion, and John is a 16-time. Oh, my. That yeah. makes 30. It does. I do math. Yeah. So the two boys, uh, obviously, they were, uh, they had only just begun to rise to the top. Uh, this is wild stuff. Um, one thing that I found very funny, because obviously, with the rules of the I quit match, it's just uh, the referee has the microphone and puts it in the mouth to say, you, you quit. And they say they do or they don't. There's a point very early on in the match where. Randy is setting John up for the second rope DDT where John's feet just dangle off the second rope. Uh, and, you know, so Randy's just holding on to him about to deliver the move and uh, graced former referee, Mike Kyoto puts the microphone of John Cena's in his mouth and asks if he quits. And it's like, we're three minutes into the match <laughs> and, and Randy's about to do a second tier move. And you're going to ask this guy if he wants to quit. Come on, Mike. Well, did Orton ask him to, did he tell him to ask though? I, probably. Yeah. That's his job. He was doing his job. Ask him. What if, like, like right as soon as the bell rings, they haven't even done anything yet, and then one of them does that? Ask and, him. And he, he's obliged. He's obliged, but he like he's like intense about it. What do you say, John? John quits. Yeah, that'd be different. Well, you know, there was an I quit match that ended not because the wrestler quit from pain, but because something bad was about to happen. There was, there was, uh, it was Triple H versus The Rock for the WWE title. Back in you know, 99, uh, this was the height of DX, and uh, Triple H had the rock set up on the announce table, about to hit that pedigree. And then I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Big Show or Kane or someone uh, was basically threatening to, you know, choke slam or do something bad to China, uh, you know, if Triple H didn't comply. So Triple H quit. Oh, yeah. That's mean. It's very mean. Triple H would, never went on to win the title. So, would you have followed through with the move anyways if it was you? Well, they did. Uh, I, oh, uh, I mean, if you oh, you mean with the pedigree? Yeah, I guess oh, I'd hit it. Way. I'd hit it after. I'd be so pissed off. Like, fuck you! I'm gonna pedigree his face in anyway. Oh, well, poor China. Uh, especially now, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this, this this match, uh, this this was um, it seemed kind of one sided for a while. Incredibly one sided. Yeah, Randy was in control for you know ninety percent of this match. Yeah, but is this uh, on purpose? I assume to try to get the fans behind Mister Cena. 
Yeah, that was actually a very, very common tactic with John Cena during that time, which is why a lot of people didn't like John Cena, was because he would spend a match getting the shit kicked out of him for the you know, first nine-tenths of it. And then uh, at the end, he would hit uh, what, what fans angrily would call the five moves of doom, which is a um, he goes for a punch, the opponent ducks, then John uh, gives him a little back body drop, and the, oh, it's not a back body drop. It's where you you you're side by side and you pick them up and you land on their back, whatever the fuck that's called. He hits that back suplex. Yeah, back suplex. Hits a back suplex. Opponent gets up. John hits him with one shoulder tackle, two shoulder tackle. Opponent's down. John hits a five knuckle shuffle. When the opponent is dazed and on the ground, for some reason they decide to stand up, which leads him <laughs> right into the attitude adjustment for John to get the pin. But he also pauses. So to, people were very bad that that's how that most John Cena matches see him. Right? Yes. Well, well, they get valuable time. That's very but valuable time, too. Yeah. I'm sure. It's, but yeah, a lot of occasions, occasions where he tried that and it would backfire. Oh, there's pl- all, the, all the big matches for, for big match, John. That's what will happen is John will go down. They'll, he'll say, oh, You can't see me. And the person will kick him in the head. Nice. Yeah. It's good stuff. John Cena has been in, you know, a billion matches and most of them are excellent. Even if, even if they followed the formula, it was no different than like Hulk Hogan. He would have the same kind of thing where he'd get hit. Then he'd Hulk up and then you, know, you hit the big boot and you hit the leg drop. It's a, that same kind of just big baby face comeback at the end of a match. I can't ever imagine Hulk Hogan would have uh, been handcuffed to a ring post and taken cane shots to the ribs. Oh God, no. My God. His ego would not about. accept that. I just, I'm just thinking about how much that would hurt. I'm sure the yeah. screams were authentic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was brutal. I mean, yeah, most of this match is Randy having John handcuffed to something and then yeah. just beating him mercilessly with weapons. I did like, the, when I've ever seen handcuffs used, that the keys aren't usually around anywhere. It's just once you handcuff, that's it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. A, a really unfortunate example of uh, handcuffs and keys that happened very recently um, at the Royal Rumble this year, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens the whole final spot of the match was that Roman Reigns was going to, or that Kevin Owens was going to um, handcuff Roman to something. And Roman would just not be able to get up because he's, it, cause it was something very low to the ground yeah. um, that would en- not enable him to stand. And um, basically the, the big finish was that Paul Heyman was going to, uh, grab the keys that I, I believe the referee had the keys uh, and he was going to get Roman out. And what ended up happening was Paul was fumbling with the keys and he couldn't unlock the handcuffs. So the ref is standing there doing the count to 10 because it's a last man standing match. Um, and the red the ref realizes that Paul is having trouble and he's about to count to 10. So the referee just stops counting <laughs> for awful. like a minute. It was such a long stretch of time. It was That's deeply awkward. uncomfortable. Yeah, it was an, otherwise an unbelievable match. And then it just had this fumble of a, a finish where that happened. Well, you figure they could have improvised that the ref taking a, a bump or something, right? They did that. And then they also did a thing where Roman, um, he just basically ended up standing up into a squatting position. So he could have done that all along. He could have. It looked like it was uncomfortable, and if you're, you know, kayfabe, if you got your ass kicked, you're probably not going to make that kind of an attempt, but he yeah. basically had to do that to save himself, and it was, yeah, it's really, really awkward. Oh, I might have to seek that out, but yeah. this year's Royal Rumble, you say? Yeah, 2021. Oh, 
right. It's an um, it's like a nine out of ten match up until that point, and then there's that. And it's that's mm. the one I sent you. I also sent you the gif where uh, Kevin Owens gets run over by a golf cart. Oh yes, yes, you tell yes. me that. Same <laughs> match. Great match. But yeah, here John Cena is just. Uh, I mean, it's really just a, a lengthy crucifixion process. It's almost uh, like torture. Yeah, and, and, and you know, there's all these moments where John's able to get out, and then he can't get out, and then he's able to get out, and then, you know, Randy gets him back in it, and it's just, uh, you know, you keep building up this hope that John's going to finally make it back, and Randy keeps squashing your dreams. Yeah, and well, he has something else. He hits him in the back, but it seemed like I, when he had him handcuffed outside, but it seemed like a, they kept mentioning like a previous head injury. Oh, uh, it was. I, I would imagine it was probably related to the Randy Orton punt, where he you're oh, on your hands and knees and he kicks you in the head. Yeah, he did that to Cena at some point before. I believe so. Yeah, um, because he also I don't recall seeing specifically in a match as he had seen on the outside, and he took the top part of the the steel steps off and then stomped at his head on the bottom part. Oh yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, so that was that was different. I like that. Well, especially because when John was taking those hits, he wasn't doing like the usual wrestling thing where like he kind of bounced your body up a little bit to kind of yeah. sell it. He was just limp, so it like it really just looked like someone was just stomping an unconscious person's skull in. Yeah, even after he took that second rope DDT thing, the way he just like laid their face down. Yeah, it made it more convincing. Good, good for him. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, John. Yeah, so John, you know, he gets a low blow on Randy at one point, which is able to kind of let him stand up that basically. Was- I was I was surprised by that. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, right in the genitals. Right in the yeah, the goodies. Yeah, and you know, so that's that was like the first moment where like John, oh John got out, John got out, and he's like just trying to build back his momentum, and then Randy stops him with a uh, chair shot right to the skull, um, which we were only months away from chair shots to the head being finally banned from WWE. Probably twenty two. Yeah, probably twenty years too late for a lot of wrestlers, but hey, it's a thought that counts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then Randy has uh, John cuffed to the bottom turnbuckle. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's just more of Randy with the kendo sticks and all that, just smashing the shit out of him. At one point, Randy screams and he spits a lot, which is really gross. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Randy and spit is just not, you know. No, I didn't actually notice. I'm glad I didn't because that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't it was it. gross. It was like two different globs. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so eventually John is able to handcuff himself directly to Mr. Orton and, uh, <laughs> but Randy hits an RKO. So once again, it's like, Oh, John finally came back. And again, it was too late. The RKO. That's why I sent you that lovely, uh, picture that I took. Oh yes. Of Randy's gorgeous head from a very awkward <laughs> angle. <laughs> yes. That should just be the episode art for, uh, that half of the, the art. Oh, I could do that. That's just making that. I'll do something with a similar for a Triple H too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically, but it ends up so John's unconscious, but uh, as Randy's trying to just drag his way over to the ref to get the handcuff keys, John is able to turn it into an SDF, and Randy very quickly quits. Yeah, and the, it seemed like he was like uh, favoring a shoulder. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, because well, I think the handcuffs the, were yeah. I know he, I, I'm aware that he has real life shoulder issues. Yes, right? many. Yeah, so his uh, clavicle broke on live television once and it was really nasty looking. Did he continue wrestling? I don't remember. I think he did. You would if that happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
in your um, in one of your many matches you're going to have against Goldberg and and Brock Lesnar. You sick of hearing about it? No, I'm just scared. <laughs> I don't know what that's they're going to do to me. That's actually the uh, that's the stipulation. No one wins until their opponent's clavicle is broken. Oh God, that's a horrible, <laughs> horrible stipulation. Race specific, both both clavicles. Oh God. But they have Bill, to, let's you, let's we got to talk about our mascot. Okay, um, but that, that actually, uh, when you texted me about your your choice, you weren't very enthusiastic. But I thought it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I ended up enjoying it quite a and bit. The, it's they're both great. So and the audience seemed really into it too, which always helps. Yes, absolutely. They wanted to see John uh, quit. Now they said was that they were in Canada. That not that true? Oh, was it? I didn't notice. I think. I thought they said they were in Canada, and I think based on when I was watching, they always seem to be very enthusiastic crowds. So, oh yeah, they get really excited when something happens in Canada. Yes. Anything? Pretty much. Yeah. But yes, uh, my match for see, I was born on January twenty third, um, older than Mike, nineteen seventy seven. Uh, so I I went right to the Royal Rumbles. <laughs> you, laughing because I'm older than you? No. I'm laughing because I watched the wrong fucking match. Yeah, are you just realizing that now? <laughs> yes. Oh boy. <laughs> I I've watched this match that we're talking about plenty of times, so I should be fine. But I watched their follow up match in a Hell in a Cell at No mm. Way Out. Oh, oh shit! I, I should have realized it when I <laughs> wrote the date of the show. I should have realized, hey, Bill's not born on February twenty seventh. Nope. That was not. Wow. Wow. That is fucking stupid. All right. Well, I don't need these notes, <laughs> but so certainly walk us through this match. I, I, I do remember this match vividly because it's a classic. So, okay. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, triple H versus cactus Jack. <laughs> so one of your, your favorites, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, from yes, the 2000 Royal rumble. Oh, it's such a good set too. I missed out seeing the fucking taxi cab hanging. It was from a weird going. It was a weird set. Yeah, it was like a full taxi. The entrance was still so tiny. It was like the like a back alley. They and always have to do that at Madison Square Garden because it's just yeah, this the the way it's set up, right? They have to do yeah. something small. Um, but it looked genuinely like dangerous, not not prop dangerous. They had like loose right. bricks, pallets, and like probably like harsh edged metal doors. And I don't know. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't want to even pretend to fight over there. No let alone what they were doing right but it, it's a um a street fight so basically it's yeah no rules and uh had had your friend in mind uh earl habner was a ref for that one of course he was so you uh even though you've seen it before you missed out on getting to see him again yes that disgraced look on his face yes um and what is although I, although I did still see him referee the other match i watched anyway the wrong match so oh okay well hey you win. Everyone wins. Everyone but wins. It, it started off with the you know, Cactus Jack has control at first. And I thought it was interesting. They spilled to the outside and Triple H was able to clang Cactus Jack over the head with a ring bell. But it doesn't really do much. And it, it, that's usually good. that's good. It's Cactus Jack. Yeah, but even so, usually that kind of thing will, you know, take an opponent out so you can get a breather. But, you know, Triple H does it and then gets back in the ring and Cactus Jack is on the outside like, like more mad than it was before, I guess. It's hardcore. Yeah. Um, and I did like how uh, whenever they would go to the announce tables, it looked like, like awkwardly cramped. Everything was so close. Yeah. Which Jim Ross mentions like because it's 
you don't have much room there because it's such a, a smaller venue but because they they do spill over a few times and it's always like nowhere to go like the king gets his his dumb crown and it's such a stupid uh, fuck that was weird like i always find it strange that jerry lala were dressed like he was going to wrestle even though he was strictly doing uh announcing duties well you know what happened is like once a year it would it would happen so i think he was just always on standby where like sometimes like someone would be like mean to a woman that he's horny for so he gets on the mic and he's like you know what tonight you're gonna face me and then he takes off his coat and he hops in the ring and he's got a match oh that he would pull then, he, that. then he just moved to wearing t-shirts and sweatpants well that that sounds great yeah, that, that, you should have been doing that all along. Well, not when you're next to like Jr. in a tuxedo or something. You kind of feel like an asshole. He doesn't. He has no shame. He goes to Trump rallies. Who does Lawler? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a photograph of him at a Trump rally. I'll send it to you. Oh, was he at the uh, the Capitol riots too? Uh no. But Jay Johnston from Mr. Show was. So was that confirmed? Yeah. It was like like, like fully confirmed. Like Tim Heidecker confirmed it. Like he said, like yeah, I've talked to multiple people that have said that like he's that way and um okay and then he was planning on going there oh that's terrible yeah well at the at the skip i can't i I can never watch the story of everest again i guess i know story of everest is ruined bob's burgers is ruined for a lot of people i never watched that so it's a good it's a nice show oh you just sent me something would you send me that's the king oh man Oh, his face he's, is weird. He's fucking pumped, man. Jesus. He's fucking stoked to be at that rally. It's too bad he wasn't busted open. <laughs> Remember the time he had a heart attack on live television? You told me about that. Yeah. yeah you talked that before. Um, was this picture from a recent rally where people should have been wearing masks? No, this was pre-mask, pre-pandemic. But this is probably, it was probably like 18, though. I'm, but I'm sure it would have been the same anyways. Wouldn't have worn masks. Oh, absolutely not. He's yeah. even wearing a Trump shirt. Yeah, he looks so goofy. He looks like a giant baby there. Anyways, okay. Yeah. I have a. I have. I don't know. I don't have it anymore. But I used to have a T-shirt in that exact same style. But it was Vince McMahon's face. Was it like a someone made it like DIY kind of thing or? Yeah. Oh, I was very happy with it. <laughs> but this match, uh, it's just, you know, like a little brutal back and forth. But uh, yeah. you do have a couple things I was surprised about. I know. On a, this was before Triple H had his long running. Uh, it's all about the game entrance music. Yes. He had that like previous one. Like oh, the, it's my favorite theme song of all time. You know, really? Oh my god! I, for, I when I heard it, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I don't like this yeah. song. See, I love it because it just evokes that era for me so much. I can understand that. There was basically like this is like the peak of my favorite time in WWE. Not because you know I, I I enjoy the Attitude Era, but I love when the Attitude Era has the McMahon-Helmsley regime in it after Triple H uh, drugs and marries Stephanie. And then (laughs) Stephanie decides she actually likes him. And then it's like a corporate DX and they're all just like this fucking gang of thugs. And it was when Triple H rose to world championship level. And it's just that theme song was opening up every raw and every SmackDown and just makes me think of, you know, eating pizza when I'm 13 with my friends. So I get it. I get it. Singer, that song's dead though. Just so you know. Oh, thank you. His, I, name's, I guess. <laughs> his name is Chris Warren. He did, because um, he did a couple other WWE themes too. He did the DX theme, Xbox, um, a couple other kind of ones in that realm. He was a singer of, uh, oh, and the Vince McMahon theme song, the oh, No, uh, chance, no in chance in Hell. So he's, you know, he was an iconic voice, but uh, he's been dead for five years. 
uh, iconic is too strong a word possibly, but I don't know. Fucking no uh, chance in hell is a uh, bop. <laughs> no but, chance. But as I say, when uh, he comes down, this is uh, he still spit his water, but it wasn't the the classic water spit that he right uh, not timed with yeah, the, 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 go the bridge. Yeah, he just kind of like he was like hanging on with one arm and the ropes, and just, yeah, it was it was different. So I was like, oh yeah, he used to not always do that. I'd forgotten. It was a strong ten year period where every time I would uh, take a shower, I would do the Triple H spit. I would do like the whole entrance in the shower <laughs> so I could spit the water in the air. Did you ever have a slip? No, you know what happened once though. I was uh, taking a shower and uh, I was nude, and um, I was uh, went to wash my leg. And sometimes when I would wash my leg, I would just you know put my foot up to uh, you know to get into the spot. And this time I landed, put it on the uh, faucet, and it um, broke the faucet through the bathroom door wall. And my father beat me within an inch of my life. Did he really? Yeah. Oh man, how old were you? Uh, I, I was 25. Uh, no, it was, uh, <laughs> I, I was probably like 14. I'm just picturing when you say that though, it's just, it's, it's like immediately like it breaks and he just like kicks the door right away. <laughs> so he, he just somehow knows. Well, I have, I have a friend, his visual of that story was that I'm <laughs> not that I'm like resting my foot against the faucet, but I'm in the shower <laughs> that I'm using a shampoo bottle to as a microphone to sing along to a song <laughs> and I crash through the wall into my sister's bedroom where she's having a slumber party with her friends. <laughs> that's, that's also nice, yes. Uh, it didn't go that way, though. But after you crash through, you, you, you get up, you're still singing anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, lovely. Thank you. I'm just killing time because I'm watching the match right now. So, Oh, are <laughs> you? My, yeah, check it out. Oh, all right. There he is. Oh, there, oh that's good. You got the barbed wire. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, I mean, that, that was a classic uh, Cactus Jack uh, item is the the barbed wire, old two by four. I know he had a bat sometimes too. I think yeah. he was calling it a bat, but it wasn't. But what I thought was funny was that Earl Hebner gets it away and hides it. He has the Spanish announce team hide it. Well, you know what? Earl is nothing if not a moral man, an ethical man. And I think Earl wanted to make sure that I know there's no holds bar, but that's a bit much. I'm going to make sure they don't have access to it. Yeah. Now he's. You're not, you're not counting his morals, the selling of certain items. <laughs> well, his morals fell apart after that night. Okay. <laughs> All the violence <laughs> turned him down to a dark path of exactly. selling stuff from under so his boss's nose. <laughs> wow, Triple H is fucking busted. Oh, he he bleeds a lot. They're at the start when he first gets it. Well, it was interesting. I know that there is, quote unquote, like trick or dummy barbed wire. Mm. I don't know when they started using it. I don't know what the, if they had a preference back then or what safety protocols were in place because you know when when Cactus Jack is getting hit in the back with this, it's it is clinging to his shirt. Yeah. Uh, so who knows how uh, how real or fake it was? But God. But the yeah, the because I've like lightly first. lightly pricked barbed wire in the past, and it's not fun. So yeah. getting hit with multiple barbed wire pieces, yes. can't be good. Yeah, and uh, I know that this, this is a point where Triple H, he would bleed pretty regularly, right? When the oh, occasion yeah. called for it. Yeah, he was uh, he was no stranger to the blade. I was kind of surprised that uh, Cactus Jack didn't really bleed. Yeah, well, that's what's so interesting about this match too is the these two matches, this one and the one I watched, um, <laughs> they were both used you know essentially as a way for Mick Foley to make Triple H a star and that's what these matches did yeah. is because you know they kill each other 
and for Triple H to, you know, for it to be these kind of brutal matches where, you know, they both get the best of each other at different points, but Triple H comes out on top, uh, you know, that's kind of, that's what mixed intent really was, was just like, you know, I'm going to take this guy to the next level because he was getting there, but he wasn't locking in. And, and these two matches, um, even people that don't like Triple H will tell you that these were the matches that really made him as a, as a top level guy. Yeah. I could see that, but there was actually something too. Uh, I don't know in, in your viewing if they've gone made their way to the entrance area yet, and because at one point Cactus Deck does suplex Triple H onto a pallet. Not yet. I am. They did just do the close up of Triple H's uh, the cut on his leg. Yes, that's from what the I was barbed say, wire. Gash. That was. That was Ugh. Okay. They don't reference it at first, but then I think when they make their way to the announce table, they notice it and then they start talking about it. And yeah, like Lawler and Jr. are both like Ooh. horrified, as I mean, you should it, be. It, Triple H does look, he seems to like favorite, like looking at it for a minute, like yeah. cons- concerned. Well, can, you, can you imagine how much that fucking hurts? Like how much that stings? And I'm wondering, what did he cut it on? If it was through the palette, was it a nail? Was it the wood itself? Oh, God. Like, I'd be like, get me a technic shot right away. Yeah. I'll come, I'll, they'll come back afterwards and finish the match. But, God damn. Yeah, but so that was, that was kind of gross. But, um, no, Triple H does, he takes a, a big time beating in this match. Uh, even once they uh, get back to the outside of the ring and he's leaning up against the steps and he gets the, he receives like the charging knee mm. from Cactus Jack. I mean, he kind of, you know, move, but still it's, you're still taking like a 287 pound man's thigh to your face and chest. Absolutely. And I know there's a, uh, there was a spot that Mick Foley did a lot was when he, he gets thrown into the ring steps and he like goes flying over, he goes into him knees first. Oh God! Oh, yep. That literally is what I just saw happen. Well, he does. He gets back body dropped, and that's that's rough. But then he gets back up, and he gets thrown, and he like spills over them onto his back hard. Oh I just, God! I just spat. So that should be coming up in a second if it hasn't yet. But I did find it funny when uh, Cactus Jack's looking for his barbed wire two by four, and Rodner's like, "I don't know." And then this, he, the Spanish Nest team has it, so he, he knocks one of them out to get it. <laughs> But it, or Carlos or Hugo, his uh, his shirt was very uh, like a sequin masterpiece. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, they were always looking stylish, Carlos oh, and Hugo. They were a dazzle. Yeah, one of them retired recently. They're either Carlos or Hugo, but one of them's still doing it. Yeah. Do you think yeah. the retired one is uh, he, he misses it, so he's at home and he like, makes his kids like break a table in front of him? Absolutely. Because I know, I think the one who got knocked out was when he would always like spill backwards out of his seat. Yeah. Even if he wasn't touched, he would act like, you know, the, the impact, the force of the impact like dazed him or something. I like it. Yeah. 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 They got the, um, they have the uh, Winslow family uh, coffee table subscription box at that house. <laughs> they get a new one every day for people to prat fall through. Nice. Uh, so I know eventually uh, for a lot of these matches at this time, thumbtacks come into play. Mm and um i had forgotten the exact uh order of things but i uh i could have swore triple h did he ever really go into thumbtacks himself at any point do you remember i don't recall it's so rare for someone that goes fully topless to go thumbtack uh, i know Rin really... did. oh that's true he did yeah but um, mixed, mixed handcuffed right now yeah it's yeah that, that's he actually did good when he was handcuffed. Uh, he had the, uh, the the drop toe hold. 
Oh yeah. Am I spoiling it for you? Cause it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, but I, I remember that. I remember thinking, being very impressed with the innovation behind being able to successfully do, you know, even moderate wrestling shit with handcuffs. Because he does oh. that, but then like later on, he he kicks Triple H as he's charging him in the corner, and then he just like falls into his crotch <laughs> with all his weight, which is good, a good move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just saw that. Yep. If I was in a real fight and I had to do that, I would most certainly do that. To oh yeah. Oh, people all the time. Oh, don't play dirty. If if someone was beating the shit out of me, I would be punching their balls as often as I could. I don't want to fight someone, and I'm not going to win fair and square. I'm not tough. Yeah. I will destroy your genitals if I get the opportunity. I don't give a go fuck. For balls, go for the eyes. Yeah. Paul them in the nose, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Punch them in the asshole. Sure. Give them, give them the mandible claw with uh, to their asshole. <laughs> Drag them like throw them like a bowling ball. Through the pants, too. Yep. Oh, Just yeah. A little bit of the pant goes in. Oh, yeah. Or a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the thumbtacks come into play uh, towards the end of the match. And Triple H just broke that back over Cactus Jack's. Broke that chair over Cactus Jack's. Well, the chair, back. yeah. yeah. Like the, the, the back part goes like flying. Damn, out. Yeah. splintered. And that, that was a. Uh, that didn't seem like that's not like the current kind of prop chair either. That seemed like just like a regular old steel chair. Yeah. There's actually a couple of unprotected headshots in this one. I think there was one. Yeah. I don't know if it's happened yet or if it's going to happen. Uh, is Cactus Jack, did he spill out of the ring? Yeah, they're in the aisle now. The Rock just came in. Yes, uh, that this part's funny because old The Rock comes out. That that's not what's funny is like a random police officer comes out to uncuff. Which <laughs> the only person that has access to the keys. Yeah, here he is. Here's the cop. But a cab motherfucker. I'm just wondering, like that that seemed like like weird to me that it's like a, a, it seemed like an actual police officer comes out and is. But it was before he did that, and he like left a gun for Cactus Jack. <laughs> so here you go. There's not enough guns in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you gotta bring, gotta, gotta take it to the next level. Uh, but yeah, so the um, the thumbtacks should be coming up soon, I think. But yeah, they're on the announce table right now. They're fucking oh, around. Well, there are a couple. I'm surprised. Like they did two spots, and the tables didn't really break either time. The yeah, time, I Cactus saw the first Jack, one. It like split in half after. Yeah, but after like, the the. Um, it started to when when uh, Cactus Jack went through it, and then Triple H kind of fell on it. There we go. Check that out. Look at that mix getting the fucking oh, he's, that's, that's a, that's, I, like, uh, I think Jerry Lara was like thought it was a sandbag at first. Yeah, like, come on, a little Dale Gribble pocket sand. Yeah. But the the power driver on the Spanish one also didn't break. Oh God, it makes yeah. me so uncomfortable when the announce table doesn't break too, because like you were building to this like big moment and yeah. it didn't happen. It like that, you know, that's not their fault, but. I can't help it, but yeah, the the, uh, the tax come out and so what is it? I know uh, he gets a back body drop if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, well first Se- Stephanie's in here. Stephanie did a run in. What if uh, what if Mick, Mick Foley he pulled an audible and like dragged her into the ring and just threw her into the tax? Stephanie's a McMahon. She would have taken it like a champ. Probably yeah. Oh, here we yeah. go. Back body drop under the thumbtacks. Oh god, yeah. there's so many of them. Would you? Oh, he just rolled his bare arm into them. Come on. Yeah. Well, he did. He. I know his. His one arm with the huge scars. That's that's like the one that always would get. He always he bleed from his arm a lot. Yeah, it's very weird. I remember that because not so much his head. The match I watched incorrectly. That happens. (laughs) But now I'm sure. Oh, pedigree. pedigree? Can you imagine if that pedigree was into the tax? Holy fuck! It will be. The second one is. Oh, is that true? Oh yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh, you'll see that Mick Foley, he has thumbtacks in his forehead above his eye. Oh, God, I don't remember that. Yeah, and he doesn't take him out. He just leaves him there. 
Oh, here it comes. Oh my so, God, Mick. Second one. Yeah. And I think this was back when Triple oh. H when Triple H was still keeping the arms hooked too. Yeah. He, he did not. He did not unhook. And at this point too, I'm like, oh, that's this. Fuck. Oh my God. I realized like, oh, that's why Triple H is wearing so much on his knees and shins. Yeah. Because he has to give a pedigree on thumbtacks. Oh my God. I, I was watching it too. I was wincing at uh, disgraced former referee Earl Hebner making oh. the count so close to the tax. He probably took a tack to the I, forearm. I think I saw him like favoring. Oh yeah. Match, right? <laughs> I just saw that. He just hold on. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll rewind it. Let's see. <laughs> But, can, uh, yeah. see disgraced former referee Earl Hebner uh, when he stands up you'll see it he's like oh fuck oh, yeah, uh, oh yep. shit <laughs> I love disgraced <laughs> former referee Earl Hebner you t-shirt selling crook but yeah so the, so yeah Triple H wins the match and he's like he's a mess they, yeah oh they, somebody uh, on the bottom of his uh, boot they, that's I take that over you know anywhere in my skin yeah but yeah, they, you know, they, they have to get the stretcher coming out for him oh man and this it made me laugh um they get him out of there, but Cactus Jack rolls him back down the ring again. It just oh, looks funny. He? Oh yeah, it looks it just looks funny the way Triple H is looking like, oh no. Oh, oh no. man. And but he's it does it just he just hits him one more time with the uh, the barbed wire. What a good wife Stephanie is though. She's taking oh, yeah, care of her husband. And also, you'll see there's a uh, Sergeant Slaughter's in the mix there with a weird mustache. Oh yeah, he was always uh during that time, he would all, he was like one of the just producers that would come out and break up fights. You mean an official? Yes, like always we have that now too. Like it's um, you know, there's it's always like random guys in suits, but like some of them, you know, you reckon like Fit Finley was one for a really long time. So you just see, you know, the guy that you would watch for years just in a suit now pulling people out, and it's a neat little thing to watch. Do you still keep his shillelagh on him? Yes. Oh, it's off topic, but um, I found some list of like what were supposed to be like ten like really stiff matches, mm-hmm. and there was one that was uh, it was Finley. It was from WCW though, so it was uh, back when William Regal was Lord Stephen Regal in WCW. Boy. Yeah, and it was the um, it was Fit Finley, but he had like a nickname. It was uh, the Belf, I think the Belfast Brawler or something like that, or the Belfast that sounds, sounds accurate. But he had a mullet. Fit Finley did back then. Wow, it was, and it was, he comes up with like a leather jacket, but like one of the shoulders is like a football pad. It was very weird. Oh my god! It, it's a, it's a. Maybe we should do it for the show, but it's like a really, it's a really stiff match. Like Steve, like well, Regal was like his body was just like red from being slapped and kicked and punched. But oh um, god! But late in the match, Finley actually punches Regal in the face and breaks his nose. Oh god! Like, like a real punch, and they just kept going like it was nothing. So. Yeah, you yeah. know another, you know something stiff that happened uh, a week and a half ago. Um, uh, Shayna Baszler kicked Asuka in the face, and you can see on camera a tooth fly out. Oh, jeez, mm. front tooth there. Yeah. Mm. No thanks. Yeah, it just goes flying out. There was a moment when um, Cesaro hit the turnbuckle wrong. Uh, I've seen uh, pictures of that. Yeah, that's, that's worse because they just got pushed up, didn't they? Yeah, God, oh. I would so much rather lose one than oh, have him shoved back into my brain. Did he just he kept wrestling after that? Yeah, finished the match. Whoa. And he now wears a mouth guard. Wonder why? Yeah, what uh, what did they do? They have to like remove the teeth. Okay, they just pull. Yeah, them he back had to get down? like a full surgery to to bring him back. Like I'm saying, like bring him back or like take them out and like like pull them down like. <laughs> So they they like weren't ever 
They were never like detached. Oh, yeah, they just shoved back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate teeth. I hate teeth. <laughs> so, I wonder if you have like, can he like not like he, like what if he like tried to bite into a bagel and got pushed back up again oh, from God. that? <laughs> it happened again. Yeah. Oh. Ah, no. But yeah, that was my match, and I I'm glad I found that was the only thing that I found that I thought was like like big time on my yeah. birthday. And that is so. big time. That's a. That and the one I watched incorrectly are both classics. Well, I think uh, I had that one on my like, to-do list at some point down the road. So we'll, when we do that one, I'll hang on to my notes. You can watch. I'll say you can watch the Royal Rumble one in preparation, and then watch <laughs> the real match during during the recording. That's actually a good idea. Well, that's good though. It worked out. You were able to watch the entire match. Yeah, while we recorded. Well, so. I mean, not the whole thing. I was skip. I was doing the plus ten seconds here and there to oh, okay. move it along. But the um. Uh, yeah, but that other one's really good too. So, <laughs> yeah, that we had have a good time with that. Yeah, it was good. All right, so uh, there we have it. We've done it. We're uh, gonna go. Happy have birthday! Some more, have some more cake. Happy birthday to us. Yeah, we've, we've given you our real birth date, so you when the time comes to so wish us uh, our personal happy birthday, uh, you do that, please. Thank you. And Send if you want to steal our identities, that's the first step. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Can we do a social security episode next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What we'll do is we'll say a number randomly throughout the episode, and they have to put it together. Ooh, good idea. And not not in order. They will give them all all the numbers. They have mm-hmm. to put them in order. So that's going to be eighteen numbers total, and you have to figure out mix and match which one's mine, which one's Bill's. So yeah, maybe we'll if, even if you get those, you can have my student debt. Enjoy it. Oh, I don't have any of that. I'm not bragging. I just yeah. So you you're you're set to lose. I'm set to win. Oh, yeah. Oh damn it. Nope. Sorry, Bill. We texted about having an I shit match, too, instead of an I quit oh, match. Oh, yeah, Bill, explain the premise of the I shit match. Well, I think we each had like our, our own takes on it, but it was basically you have to force your opponent to to shit first, right? Yeah, pretty much. But they uh, both would say, like, under supervision, take a laxative before the match? Yes, yours was take a laxative, and uh, mm-hmm. mine was that um, wrestlers are forced to eat a lot before a match. <laughs> And then uh, continue eating lots during of, the match. And they had to like fiber one and yeah, and they'd be doing moves that are like pushing into the abdomen to oh. kind of force it. I feel like it worked more for an eye puke match. Actually, that's more of a that's more of an eye puke match. Either way, but but yeah. they also both competitors had to wear white trunks. Yeah, right? no, of course. Well, that's yeah. yeah, that's like the effect. That's like the inferno match, you know. Yeah, like you mentioned, in like an inferno style match, but it's just like shit around the ring. <laughs> oh no! It, but like when like a big move, like they, 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 like the shit would shoot up like on big impact, <laughs> with the, like the fire would. It'd, it'd be like the how they do the Thunderdome now. They're like, oh, get your uh, your face on TV. Like get your shit on TV. It's like <laughs> go to the bathroom, and we will use your shit in the eye shit match. Oh. Has ever? Did you think anyone's ever tried like spread cheeks? Being an audience <laughs> oh, no. member. Oh no. They have, they have to have people filtering that, right? <laughs> God. Oh, well, just made me think of uh, Billy Gunn um, back when he was Mr. Ass. He would occasionally, if he was horny, he would uh, bend down and he would pull down his pants to show his ass to the audience. And really? I was always like, what if it, what if he was like spreading the cheeks and <laughs> showing his <laughs> asshole to someone Ugh. in the crowd? To Ryan Shamrock or whoever he was wooing at the time. Like turtle heading. Yeah. A little peekaboo. It's just a little spray. Yeah, it's like Blue Man Group. You get a tarp if you're in the on the floor seats at a 99 raw. Well, maybe what you could do is like you could have some confetti in there and you could pop oh, it that'd out. That'd be fun, colorful, or like or like a like like a 
his own version of like a t-shirt gun fire some t-shirt yeah. from his asshole into the audience god shoving a full cylindrical t-shirt <laughs> in your asshole to fire out that's a beautiful thought yeah good everyone picture that william gunn doing that oh slick willy <laughs> all right do you want to end on that note that's a great note to end it on i ended on all the right. brown note all right goodbye thank you wrestling 